Welcome to I Don't Know Why podcast. No need to ask what this podcast is about because it is about it all. Relationships, work, life, travel, wellness, fuck-ups, and possibly even aliens. And the whys that got us to this point. Anything and everything. Nothing is off the table. Take a break, grab a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and laugh with us as we all try to recover from our whys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to I Don't Know Why podcast. I am your host, Pris. And on today's episode, we're hoping to peel yet another layer of your emotional blanket that you might be carrying with you. We'll be tackling why is it so hard to love yourself? Loving yourself is such a cliche concept that we keep hearing about all over the place from all kinds of different people and mediums who all claim that doing so leads you to living a much better and healthier life. There's books, movies, TV shows, podcasts, you name it, all advocating for this type of mindset. Today, though, I wanted to talk about when someone is getting started and answer the why is it so hard for us to get from point A to point B. And hopefully with this, give you a different perspective on how to get this done. I have with me yet another friend, shocker, who has a high interest in all things psychology, therapy, self-help type of subjects, as do I. She's been my friend and therapist in moments in my life where I really needed one, as well as someone that's told me exactly what I needed to hear at a time. Welcome, my beautiful and smart friend, Gali, to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hi, it's the HBIC, head bruja in charge for all of you that don't know. Just <laughs> for having me Pris and like I asked you earlier I'm gonna be popping a little uh adult Capri Sun you know just to relax <laughs> adult Capri Sun. and and stay on that uh self uh care grind so to speak right it's already <laughs> a very more. deep subject <laughs> you got it <laughs> so we're gonna start off by why are we deciding to talk about such a cliche subject that like I said earlier it's been talked about all over the place but why did you wanted to talk specifically about it great question so let's call a spade a spade right (laughs) self-love everybody thinks it's cheesy there's cliche Uh there's books there's seminars there's whatever you want about it but it doesn't take away from the fact that it is an important vital part of your continual Uh self-growth right Self-love is something that I feel is severely missing from a lot of us throughout the entirety of our lives. And we don't, we need to get faster at realizing that we need to put a lot of the energy we put outwards and recycle it inwards Uh so that we can, you know, make ourselves better people for the people we love, for ourselves and for the world, really. So I really am passionate about this subject. So I think it's, we have some good anecdotes, both you oh, and I. so many. <laughs> Just so. to give you a couple of like statistics um, that I found earlier today. Um, these are all um, unfortunately related more so to women. However, this goes on both male and females who mm-hmm. struggle with this issue. There's a, over 70% of girls age, ages from 15 to 17. Um, that avoid normal daily activities, such as attending school when they feel bad about their looks. 75% of girls with low self-esteem reported engaging in negative activities like cutting, bullying, smoking, drinking, and a very common one, disorder eating. This compares to 
25% of girls having actual high self-esteem. And like you said earlier, we have to, if you don't love yourself, it affects so many areas of your life. You might end up marrying someone that is not really fulfilling you nor serving you any purpose. Mm-hmm. You might end up in a job that you hate or um, literally thriving in a career that doesn't make you happy. That it, it really does struggle with your mental health, your physical health. It is such a big, big, big important factor in um, anybody's life to mm-hmm. live a better life. And I think many times what happens is people feel confident and they, th- they confuse that with self-love. They're like, no, I'm fine. Like, I know my worth. I know what I bring to the table. Therefore, I must love myself. Yeah. And in reality, I've seen more often than not that confidence is almost like a blanket of you hiding away your insecurities. Mm-hmm. I've done that myself. Like I, I've sometimes in the workplace, I am like one of the better uh, perfor- top performers at work or I am the one that go to that knows a little bit about everything or has yeah. answers. And I'm one of the most insecure people as well. So, you know, <laughs> there, there's a lot of ways that people can kind of mask their insecurities in a way that looks like you're loving yourself and in reality you don't and it can go either way you either know that you don't or you're in denial that yeah not not accepting that you do not love yourself and I mean I think you made a really good point there I per I don't think confidence is I think confidence is kind of like a a benefit right of Mm -hmm. having self-love but yeah you're completely correct some people really posture and try to and that's where that false confidence right fake it till you make it one of the most mottos we've heard throughout I don't even know how long right but um having that false confidence is definitely like a symptom of not having the root healthy which is that self-love and that self-care but going off of that i think it's super important and also by the way disclaimer guys discretion is advised we're not healthcare professionals so everything <laughs> oh, yeah, you're hearing is <laughs> yeah yeah this is all just you know two girls having trying to figure it out still bumbling through it but anyway i digress <laughs> so the biggest thing is uh identifying cuz self-love universal but it means something different for everybody right mm-hmm. so yep. understanding what your definition of self-love is super important so i mean to kind of divert a little bit for you pris what does what does self-love look like to you what does it mean how does it manifest you got me there um and you know <laughs> what and, and this is something like her and i uh Gally and i were talking about it a little bit before recording i had instances in my life where I really felt like I did love myself and I've had moments in my life where I don't and depending on what I'm going through um it's meant different things at different times of my life so Mm -hmm. I don't feel this is again this is personal this is all regarding my own personal experience but if I were to be a bit more on the generic side of it I think self-love is being completely uh, unequivocally can say that Un- word. Une- unequivocally yeah you got it unequivocally you get it queen yourself on, like you're you're at a hundred percent yourself you're authentic mm-hmm. you don't wear any masks you don't you're doing you and mm-hmm. you put yourself first second and third without feeling selfish that to me is self-love um mm-hmm. it, you're genuinely happy with who you are and what you have in the present time Mm-hmm. That is something that I've come to realize because sometimes we are kind of mourning the loss of something we used to have in the past, mm-hmm. whether that's a person, a relationship, a job, maybe even like a, a physical item. 
that for some reason made us feel better. Like, I don't know, a dress of me looks skinny or something like Mm -hmm. that. And then also I felt often that we're looking into self-love. Like when I get married, Mm -hmm. I'll feel like I, I am valuable when I, Mm -hmm. when I have kids, uh, when I become a mother, then I'll feel more lovable when, so you're either looking into the past or looking into the future. So for me, I think it's been really, truly being okay, more than okay, mm-hmm. and happy with who you are in the present moment, I would yeah. say. So, I mean, that whole theme just hits at, I think, a big central part of self-love, which is acceptance of the self and making sure that you understand thoroughly who you are and that you're living your life for you um, and not not to anybody's not to anybody else's drum so to mm-hmm. speak yeah. yeah what is it for you Ooh, that's a good one so <laughs> right back I at should, you i should i should have known the the turn, the, bitch. turn the turn <laughs> <laughs> how the how the turn have tables um so for me it means in this present point in my life it means self-respect right knowing mm-hmm. knowing and being honest to myself and what is the correct boundaries for me whether that's in love whether that's in uh-huh. relationships like friendships right being able to say hey i don't like that very much and yeah. being able to explain and this is why right it doesn't mean cut because i mean I, I understand the whole culture of cutting toxic people off but communication yeah. right being able to say hey i don't like this and if they keep failing you being able to say okay you know what i'm gonna go ahead and step away from this because it's not conducive to to what i want but yeah some self-love also is is Taking all parts of yourself, for me personally right now at this point in time, all those things that leading up until very recently in my life made me feel bad about myself. Like, I can remember as early as elementary school feeling bad about myself that I wasn't pretty enough, that I wasn't, I didn't look like her, or I didn't have those clothes, or I didn't have this that this other person had. And I think now I'm more about being grateful for what I do have right? Mm-hmm. That I have a strong support system, that I'm able to have these honest conversations with myself and tell myself, I don't like this about me right now. Let's fix it. Let's change it. Yeah. Right. So for me, it looks a lot like that acceptance that you said. Um, ooh, what did I say earlier? Hold boundaries. Up. <laughs> boundaries. The boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then also honoring my, my wants to the point where I can make the changes that aren't pleasing me at that point. So yeah. to boil it and, down. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, the way I met Gali, we, uh, I, as you've probably heard in other episodes, I make a lot of friends at work and I've been very fortunate <laughs> to have been able to keep a lot of those friendships still like years after uh, working with people. And yeah. Gali is probably one of the few Mexicans I've met here in the city <laughs> when I moved here, which is yeah. weirdly enough because this is a, a city that is very Latino based, yet I have no. not really come across a lot of uh, people from back home. And uh, we happen to be from the same area and we Mm -hmm. happen to, you know, I think a a couple of people here and there that we had in common and stuff. We're from the same hometown. Yep. And (laughs) you mentioned earlier something that kind of hit home for me when you said even in elementary school, that's when I started to feel low self-esteem, especially Mm -hmm. when you're hitting that that age of puberty. Yeah. And it can be traumatizing. Actually, my my sister-in-law, she's a doctor and we were talking, this was years ago. And I said, you know what? It's funny when I try to remember what happened in like fifth grade or fourth grade, I can't really remember fully with detail what happened. Yet I can remember earlier 
memories, if not um, memories kind of like after that. And she mm -hmm. said, there are studies that show that that time frame is so traumatizing for the human being that we tend to almost make ourselves forget that reason mm -hmm. why you don't remember it. And personally for me, I, I, this is, I think I kind of sort of fit in the stereotype of a Latina. Mm -hmm. You know, I am voluptuous in my body. Like I have, <laughs> I have big boobs. Let's just put it out there. And, you know, I was in fourth grade using like a fucking C cup bra and mm -hmm. everybody was barely still wearing sports bras. Right. So I was still kind of like, fuck, like I was already super insecure. I was kind of like, hunching my back because I didn't want people yeah. to see me. I felt too exposed. Right. And then come, um, what is it, like a seventh or eighth grade, I think I was a little overweight. I think I was a little bit overweight too uh, during my mm -hmm. high school years. I went to an old yeah. high school. All of my girlfriends, they were having boyfriends and relationships and having people and dates to, you know, homecoming and prom and whatever. I really, I've always been a late bloomer to everything in my mm -hmm. life. I've said this before. And it takes a toll on you on your self-esteem and it, it carries it on year after year after year. So it's yeah. body image issues. Um, like, well, nobody's talking to me. Nobody's asking me out on the date. So that affected yeah. my self-esteem. Um, at some point I became really good at having good grades and being a straight A student, getting scholarships and whatnot. And that was my niche where I could shine. And yeah. I thought that was the only thing I could shine in. And now I know there really aren't any limits after years and years of therapy. But, you know, it, it's it's very people think it has like something big has to happen to you mm -hmm. for you not to have self-love. Mm -hmm. And it, it can be little things like that that can be that traumatizing for years and years yeah. to come, you know, so it's. It, I don't know it, that that really hit home for me when you mentioned um, elementary school earlier. No, I agree. I mean, I feel like if I were to envision it, I think all of us come out pretty secure. Well, you know what? Actually, no, because we come out uh, kind of like a fresh slate, right? When we're small, we're building the the foundational blocks of our personality and and what we like and who we are. But I think you know when we start hitting that age of right around kind of like the tween age into puberty. Mm -hmm. um, we start to hear and, and understand a lot of the messages around in the world right now and in society that kind of tell you, you know, you're not enough, you know, you're, yeah. you're too short. You're, you're, I mean, we hear it all the time as women, unrealistic beauty standards. Right. And I, and yeah. I love how, I love how that personally affected me. I'll go into that in a second. Right. But um, I love how nowadays it's a, it's a bigger culture of, you know, everybody's got something to offer and we should celebrate all the different, whatever you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And us being like, how you mentioned, I don't know if you all identify with this, but being like uh, Latinas and then also Mexican Americans on top of that is like uh -huh. a second layer to that, right? But for us, like my biggest trauma when I was smaller, the first trauma, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a trauma. Let's family. go down the list. <laughs> I yeah, no, one. no, for real. <laughs> I have a journal I've kept. Uh, I'm, I'm taking fucking. We'll stuff. dive into this in some other episode. <laughs> for we'll real. Down the line. No, but for me, dude, so I was always really uh, modern or like really dark skinned mm -hmm. right I was like yeah. brownish and so I went I grew up being like my mom speaks pure Spanish and she came directly from Mexico and so I was a first generation kid and I went to a to an elementary school and, and school system with pr predominantly like Mexican kids right but the thing is is these Mexican kids already are third generation second generation they've been here a while and they're they're more Americanized than personally I was and so yeah. I was on the receiving end of a lot of bullying by kids who would make fun of me for my skin color right they would tell me that's go back up. 
Yeah, go back over the border. You you been I mean, I shouldn't say that, but that's what they told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what they told you. Yeah, so I'm here thinking there's something wrong with my skin to where I would do like there was one summer. I sh- I shit you not, this is a true story. One summer, story I was <laughs> story time alert, bitch. Popcorn, y'all will not believe this. So I was so traumatized with the color of my skin that I decided to move a little TV into my closet for the summer. And I never left once out of that closet because I wanted to like bleach my skin and deprive it of so much sun that I could go back the next year and say, what's up now, bitches? I'm not as dark. I'm not kidding. It's so funny though. My my family laughs about it now. They, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen bench warmers, but this guy has I a little. Remember it. <laughs> so the main guy has a little brother that's um, agoraphobic, and he doesn't go outside. And he's like, "The sun." <laughs> so I shit you not, my family the whole the whole summer made fun of me because they're like, "You're what you're doing is crazy." But like in my mind, I'm thinking, if I can just lighten my skin, I'll I'll stop getting bullied or I'll feel better, you know. But and it's, that's it, it's fucked up how yes. bullying gets you. And I mean, bullying on its own, it's a whole other very big subject that we can eventually dive into yeah it's a variable that aids too right but it it really adds to the whole self-esteem and how somebody's self-esteem can be or self-love replicated by maybe a bullying situation that happened yeah and um i I think self-love like i said it it affects so much of your life for instance in my life i think the one area out of like uh my physical appearance, relationships, career-wise, I think the two that has affected it the most has definitely been, number one, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point in my life, still last year, I thought I was in a good place. I thought I loved myself. Mm-hmm. And then when you get involved with somebody who doesn't love themselves, mm-hmm. you they somehow empty your self-love tank. Girl, your that, left yes, that bank. You, that right? So bank. It, because I felt I've had instances where I felt like my love tank was completely full. Mm-hmm. I start dating someone who was wrong for me in so many different ways. And I start to feel drained. I start to doubt myself. I start to think, why am I not good enough? Why is he not calling me? Why is he not making it official? So I start doubting and doubting. So my self-love starts from going to 100 to 60 mm-hmm. to 40 to 30. And then all of a sudden, the relationship ends and I'm left empty. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, you know, and this is something I kind of sort of touched based upon with um, with a list on the previous episode when it comes to relationships and toxic uh, relationships and whatnot. When you start a relationship with somebody who doesn't love themselves. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's a very fine line between having self-love and then being arrogant and narcissistic, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So be very, very vigilant as to which one you're dealing with. But mm-hmm. If you're dealing with somebody who's insecure or going through a lot, be very, very vigilant on their self-love because one, they might take it away from you. Mm-hmm. And number two, two incomplete people can't complete each other. Yes, the ma'am. Preach is it. Already sta- yeah, I mean, the take relationship me to church. Is, it started, uh, <laughs> it's already starting, um, it's unbalanced yeah. right from the get-go. So yeah. I have come to learn, you know, if somebody's going through a lot, as much as I want to be there and as much as I want to get the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. I've done it way too many times. And I, it, it, it's affected my self-love. Mm-hmm. Too, and it, it took me a year after two really bad breakups, uh, mm-hmm. one that happened kind of recently, 
it, for me to find myself again and be like, okay, I feel like I'm back at my center. It yeah. takes therapy. It takes time. It takes a lot of work, emotional work. And, you know, it's it, that I think it's definitely have affected my relationship. And then career wise, you, you've heard the whole story that I told you about mm-hmm. like a month ago. I've had the roughest year of my entire life this year. And this is aside from COVID. This was way before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and life kind of punched me in the face, kind of telling me boundaries. I've always had boundaries. I've mm-hmm. always kind of crossed the boundaries or broken them. Mm-hmm. And I'm where I'm at in a, I, well, I was in a really, really rough place like three months ago, I think. Um, for a good three or four months, I was in a mm-hmm. horrible mental state, self-love. I really didn't even see it near me. And it was because I broke the boundaries with myself. So yeah. it's kind of tragic how badly it can affect you if you're yeah. not pulling yourself together. And I mean, right there, that's that's the that's that point A to B that we were talking about. Right. Uh-huh. Like, for example, it's how you, you know. And I think people need to understand and maybe demystify. I mean, you don't need to feel self-love all the time everybody's human yeah. right mm-hmm. everybody's gonna, you're gonna have bad days yes girl we're all gonna wake up one day and hate the way we look or the way we walk or the way we sound whatever right yeah. but it's about being at rest with those feelings and then saying okay you know what i feel like this right now but i know at the end of the day this is who i am and this is what i have to offer right but yeah. that what you said right there really took me because you're right two incomplete people cannot complete each other and it's I feel like and we were talking about this but I truly feel like the root of why so many relationships fail so many friendships fail and even so many marriages fail is because we are constantly looking for external things to fill that void that we have right Uh let's buy the newest makeup let's buy this this um fashion nova outfit let's get ourselves a new car let's aim for a higher job let's look for the ideal partner and that's going to fix me and i've personally learned that 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 ain't it sis and it doesn't work nothing's gonna fill you up girl (laughs) but doesn't work like me being i'm in a long-term relationship right now and my partner and, and myself have had to really help work on ourselves but help through that are working on ourselves. We've have to work alongside each other and with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a transformative type of relationship for me because I was a very different person when we started dating up until now. Right. And it's been such a blessing to be able to grow alongside somebody, right. but also grow internally myself. And I think that that's what goes amiss in a lot of relationships that you're looking to, like you said, fill the other person's tank, right? Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's that's love in its essence. But then they say, you know, put the planes, right? You need to be sure that during a relationship, a friendship, that you're always keeping your mask on of oxygen so that you can help the other person if yeah. help is needed. So love that. And, you know, by the way, I I don't mean to say that that's the only situation where it doesn't work. Like if if somebody's complete and the other one isn't, that still doesn't work. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if they happen to want to look at themselves and be like, you know what? I do want to work on myself. I feel like I want to, you know, kind of reach her at her level or him at his level. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. That's amazing that you can inspire someone to do that. You can do it for them, though. And I've been in so many situations where I'm like don't worry, like, I'll help you get there. And then somehow I am being the collateral damage of the whole thing. (laughs) Um, And it it sucks. And, 
you know, I think with high school and puberty and like even college, like you're trying mm-hmm. to stand out, you're trying to be the kid who got the job right off, right off, yeah. you know, right out of graduation. Um, there's this movie and you've probably all seen it. It's uh, from Amanda Bynes, uh, What a Girl Wants. And there's this quote <laughs> where this guy is like kind of courting her and he goes, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out? Mm-hmm. And I love that quote because I feel like so many times in my life, especially in high school, yeah. if somebody was into, I don't know, going to parties every fucking Friday at nine, I was going to yeah. be there just to fit in. When yeah. in reality, I wanted to stay home, like little things <laughs> like that. I'm like, fuck this. Or when people were playing yeah. soccer to get a scholarship to go to, I don't know, to this university. I was like, first off, I hate running. I hate soccer. I actually like ballet. And that's <laughs> I hate not gonna sun. Be my- I, hate I hate going outside. I hate outdoors. <laughs> I don't like sweating. <laughs> and, you know, we do so many things to appease somebody else. And this goes in into don't, there's a misconception about loving yourself and that being tied in with you being selfish. Yeah. My therapist told me last year, she said, you need to put yourself first, second, and third. And mm-hmm. that was a concept that was very hard for me to grasp because I was like, well, that's not love. Like you have to put the love or life first. Like you, if yeah. you love somebody, they should be going first. And she's like, no, you're always at the end of the day, if you get married, if you don't, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you mm-hmm. have yourself and only yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're not putting yourself first, who you are you going to spend your entire life trying to make somebody else happy and then not make yourself happy? No, and ma'am. that goes and I mean that goes in with people who can't happen to be single for long periods of time. Like they yeah. I've seen people jump from relationship to relationship. Yeah. And that's a scary thing because they're, like you said earlier, there's a void that they're trying to fill in with mm-hmm. somebody else and it's not going to work. It might feel like it's working. It's yeah. it's not going to work and it's not helping you. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you can be with yourself for more than a month or two months or maybe a couple of weeks, then mm-hmm. there, that's a, definitely a, a um, kind of like a flack for you to be like, okay, I thought I was okay with myself. Clearly I'm not. What's the problem? Yeah, why, why is it so hard for people to say, I think I need help. I think I need therapy. I think I need to talk this out. And it's so sad to see how difficult it is for people to get to that first step. But you know what it is? The problem. It's a completely yeah. agreed. I think it's fear first mm-hmm. off and i think it's just a general lack of of know-how and like it's not normalized in our culture to to look inward really like i mean mm-hmm. there's still stigma around stuff like therapy and self-help like by all means we should all be looking inward to help ourselves because in that once I, i've met people on both ends of the spectrum i've met been really like that broken person right and I've met broken people and I've also Uh been kind of on the other end where I feel better about myself and whole and I've met those kind of people and the type of actions that each person takes are completely different like people who are broken it's not I don't even think it's their necessary means but they end up hurting people along the way they end up destroying themselves hurt people girl I love okay. how these are all we're we're using the cliches, but it's ironically because it's true. They're it's cliches. so true though. People who are not but, healthy mentally end mm-hmm. up hurting somebody else. It it yeah. happened. I, it's happened to me like multiple times. Yeah. But hey, you were talking about therapy. So uh mm-hmm. I love that 
you know, we have that potential. Like, I, I want to become a, a therapist and a, and a clinical psychologist because of it, it. or a counseling psychologist. But if you were to go back in time and you could tell your little self something that would help inspire that you need to love yourself feeling, what would you tell her? Or just like, you know, it's I called would... inner child work. It, it's a lot of yes. uh, mm-hmm. self-work. But yeah, so what would you tell your inner child? I would tell her, you're not alone on this. You're not the only one. It's going to happen multiple times in your life. Yeah. And I would tell her if you work on it, the outcome is so rewarding. Like it's not, don't be afraid of the work because it's once you come out of the other end of the tunnel, it's, it's bliss. It really is. And I feel like, like you were saying earlier, people fear that moment where I feel like it's almost looked like, uh, looked at as a weakness, Right. Oh, she needs help. She needs therapy. She must be crazy. Taloka. Like, taloka. <laughs> it's not. It, and it's, you know, it takes balls for somebody yeah. not only to go to therapy, but to stay in therapy and mm-hmm. to go through Do the work. Do the work. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anybody so okay, can go so to therapy. I, I know so many people are, oh, yeah, I've been to therapy. I'm like, okay, but have you done the work? I've yeah. seen many go to therapy and they keep doing the, the same, same shit over and over and over. I'm like, you're not getting it. You're not. Mm-hmm. And again, another tip I would say, if it did not work out with another therapist, mm-hmm. look for another one. There you go. It's, it not, it's not a uh, one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely be like, had I known how much better I would breathe, how much like that weight that was lifted off my shoulders after I did the work, Mm-hmm. I would have done it, I don't know, way earlier. Um, I started actually therapy. Well, psych- I started going to a psychologist uh, when I was in sixth grade um, for different reasons. But I had been working on myself on and off for years. The, the mm-hmm. last therapist I had, she's my go-to now. She's like my guru. I've been with her for like four years. And I go to her every every so often. Um, and it, it kind of ties in with what you were saying earlier, too. Like, we, too, sometimes fall off the wagon. Yeah. And it happens like I, it, it in my experience, it tends to happen right where I'm on the verge of ending a relationship or mm-hmm. in the midst of a breakup. That's yeah. where I see myself falling off the wagon and going like, why am I not enough? Why? Why her? Why not me? Why did it not work out again? What's wrong with me? What I thought I gave it all. And I go down the rabbit hole. And um mm-hmm. That those are moments in my life where I'm like, okay, let, let's back to square one. Let's work again. And it's never the same process. It's never the same lessons. So it's not like it's something you learn once and it, it's going to stick forever. It's always kind of transforming. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, very interesting work. And again, it's uh, a lot of people are just scared of it. And it, it makes me so sad because it's like, if you knew everything that comes with the work, like all the rewards, you mm. wouldn't be so scared. You would be going to therapy Jumping. willingly. You'll be like, I'll be here. <laughs> You're like, I've signed me up two times a week, yeah. three times a week. Yes, ma'am. What will you tell yourself? Um, for me, I would go back and I would tell myself, you, what you aren't is just as beautiful as what you are. And I think that that's something that I, yeah, I needed to hear that a lot as a kid because I was a very cerebral type of kid growing up, right? I was always in my head, but 
out, <laughs> I outwardly, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> outwardly to to the people, I was somebody else, and it's because of going back to that that theme that we talked about earlier. I was always trying to be something for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. For my friends, for my teachers, for my parents. Mind you, my mom's a saint, but you know, there's different applied pressures all the time. But yeah, I was I was trying too hard to to fight against who I was that I ended up losing who I was and it took me a long time to come back to that mm-hmm. right and I would also tell myself that no matter what I see in a magazine or what I hear is beautiful that doesn't define you and what you bring to the table amen that, yes ma'am that's Free that would be what to- I would tell myself and I would give myself a big hug and just tell you, you're going to fucking be a star, kid. You're going to be a fucking star. <laughs> Oscar winner. Oh, and bitch. I would tell myself, invest in Google. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some stocks. Buy Apple stocks. <laughs> I'm yeah. still trying to work on that one. Um, yeah. And, you know, what you said earlier just now, um, it, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of work. It's scary. It's not easy work, obviously. But um, yeah. when... I think when I have happened to find my center again in my life, when I fall off the wagon and find myself again, mm-hmm. everything in my life flows better. It just fucking flows. And it's fun. No, like, that's job that's energy. That's manifesting yeah, that's, your happiness. Yes, bro. bitch. Yes. <laughs> and it, it really is because when, when you're not loving yourself, you're not in synergy. You're not yeah. in line with what God, the universe, whatever you believe in yeah. wants for you. And let's say that you want to become an actor, but in reality, you're meant to be a doctor and you really truly want to be a doctor, but you want to be an actor for validation or whatever, Mm -hmm. then everything is just going to be a thousand times harder for you to get a job, for you to get a real Mm -hmm. relationship, for you to get a home. But when you're in synergy, when you are loving yourself, it's almost like everything is handed to you in a silver platter. People yeah, are it's feels, like, oh, it feels like you wake up with a song sweet care every morning. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for, uh... it really does. And, and, you know, it, it all goes down and it all depends on everybody's beliefs, but I do truly agree with you on that one. Synergy is yeah. when you're in love with yourself in a good non narcissistic way, when you are fully giving yourself the time of day to work on yourself yeah. and go through all of the hardships that come with that work. Yeah you're going to be aligned with everything that was meant for you to live in this life. I think. Yeah. Um, Agree. I don't know if you want to just give some, some quick, how you can do self-care tips yeah, for, so for the individual. I think, and I will really want to recommend a book to all of you. Uh, one of my best friends recommended it to me. It's called, maybe you should talk to someone mm-hmm. written by a therapist. It's an excellent book for anybody who's ever kind of doubted therapy. I would highly recommend that. I recommend therapy, period, whether that's psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, counselors, meditation, yoga, Mm -hmm. talking to a friend. That's a start. Like, let it out. Write it out. Type it. Do a blog. Whatever you need to do, start working on whatever you need to work to get to a better place in your life, I would say. Facts. Mine would just be <laughs> no for real. Facts. Like uh, my 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 preference before everything, I like I had an inkling journaling. That was my yeah. real big mm-hmm. breakthrough. I've journaled since I was probably eight, seven, and I have journals going back as far as that. But journaling, it doesn't have to. You don't have to show it to anybody. But if you're truthfully just honest with yourself on a page, it's going to be a lot easier to be honest with yourself on the day in day out. So 
That they would be say my that's one of the most therapeutic things you can do. Whatever you write is not necessarily what you're thinking. You yeah. actually tend to say more when you're writing it versus when you're actually speaking it. Um, and I think yes, lastly, just be unapologetically you and mm-hmm. you will be a much happier person. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. Shit well, on the haters. <laughs> shit on the haters. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, shit on the haters. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining, guys. Um, yeah. I really hope you got something out of this um, and that you keep working on yourself forever. This is not a one-time thing, like I said earlier. Yeah. And um, if you had any tips, go ahead and comment on it where whenever we make a post about it thank you Gali, so much for joining us and for giving us our super psychological <laughs> jargon and whatnot oh thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and i hope everybody has a lovely day okay guys thank you for joining us today and hope you catch us up on the next one bye, bye.